Well, happy Father's Day. I am so glad you're joining us again for another online worship service at the Hills. You know, Father's Day is a very, uh, a very interesting uh, situation, and I'm so glad that uh, uh, I had my dad in my life for so many years. But happy Father's Day to you because it's very special. You know, it's easier to make a baby than it is to rear a child because with that comes a ton of responsibility. And today when we talk about another tweak, we're talking about vital tweaks in four weeks. Uh, we're going to talk today about fine-tuning our relationships. Uh, it's also loaded with responsibility when you think about it to have a, a relationship with somebody. It's not drudgery. It's not painful. It's not to be loathed, or, but it's challenging. And if we think about fine-tuning our relationships, then that's the challenge, is to make sure they're good. You know, I love what Peter writes in 1 Peter 2.9 about the church. Uh, he's talking about the community of the church or the relationship of the church. And he says, But you're a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into the wonderful light. He says this, Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Now that's really cool. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. What, what's being described there is the church, the body of Jesus Christ. And in that body, there's a relationship. Of course, there's a relationship with God, relationship with Jesus, and then our relationship with one another. We're the family of God, actually. So our attitude, living in community with other disciples, will prepare us, I believe, for making other disciples, for going out and sharing Jesus with other people. Satan's kind of loving this current climate we're living in. I mean, what could you do to a church that would hurt it quarantine everybody in their homes, uh, practice social distancing where we can't really be affectionate toward one another. That damages relationships. And if you can't be in relationship, how can you make another disciple? So I'm praying that this all kind of gets back to normal before too long. I read this and I think this is really important. An elevator is a microcosm of our world. Impersonal, it's institutional, where anonymity and isolation and independence are the uniform of the day. You ever walked in an elevator with some people in it? It is the strangest thing. Nobody wants to talk to each other. We just all stand there. You don't have any kind of relationship with people. Now, if you tell something funny or say something funny, they'll either look at you like you've got three heads, or they will freeze up and get even more tense and say, you're not supposed to be talking in here. Well, sometimes that's the way our world is. People everywhere, all around us, but no real community, no real relationships going on. Churches with hundreds of worshipers on Sunday who are not in relationship. We are to have good relationships in our homes, in our clubs, in our teams, in our carpools. Think about it. We can be in all of those things and still not have a significant relationship with the people that we are in contact with. A disciple maker must have an attitude of caring and sharing in order to fulfill the mission of making a disciple.
Now, the Apostle Paul, he modeled what it meant to build relationships. He, and he knew it was vital in his ministry. He made three major missionary trips. And what we read when we read about those trips is he had a deep abiding relationship with many people along the way. In fact, in Paul's letters, when he writes to these different churches that he visited or even established, he mentions people by their names, which indicates that he had a relationship with a lot of people. So how did he do it? What was the secret to Paul building these relationships? Well, in 1 Thessalonians, the second chapter, and just two verses, verses 7 and 8, this very personal letter that Paul writes to this church holds some keys to how he built relationships. See, this local church that we're in here at the hills is a community given to us uh, by Scripture. We are the body of Jesus. Now here there are no loners. And disciple makers understand that building relationships within the body I believe will prepare us for reaching other people. So what's the first tweak I would like to remind you of today? Well, I think we need to fine-tune our attitude toward each other within the, the body of Christ. In verse 7, Paul's writing to these Christians. He says, instead, he's carrying on a sentence. He said, we were like young children. He said, we were, the verse before that, he says, we were apostles and we could have demanded some things from you people. But he said, instead, we were like young children among you, just as a nursing mother cares for her children. In other words, Paul's talking about an affectionate situation here. Uh, Paul says, we're like, like a child needs a mom. Uh, we need each other. Uh, we were here for you and we served you. And, and it was this great relationship like a mom and a baby. In fact, in 1 Corinthians 12, Paul describes the body of Christ as we all have different gifts. He puts it in the human body like, you know, the, the foot can't say to the hand, I don't need you. The eye can't say to the tongue, I don't need you. And, and he says all of these work together. We're all different. We have different gifts. He also talks about that in Romans 12, uh, uh, 9 and following. And, and that is a powerful scripture because family or community was God's original plan to start with. And when you look at Romans, uh, the 12th chapter, uh, Paul spells out this stuff. And it's so good to hear what he has to say about the body of Christ. And he starts in verse 9 by saying, Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another uh, uh, above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor, serving the Lord. He says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with God's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. He goes on and on and on about this great relationship within the body of Christ. So I would like to invite you to tweak your relationships, the attitude you have toward people within the body of Christ. The second tweak would be to seek deeper relationships. In other words, go out of your way to try to make more relationships within the body of Christ. In verse 8, Paul goes on to say, So we cared for you. We, we had this relationship like a mom and a, a baby. 
And we, he said, we cared for you because we loved you so much. We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our lives as well. And here's the question this morning. How deeply do you really care for the Hills family? When you look around at the, the people in this church family, uh, how, how much do you care about them? See, it's a cold, lonely world out there if you don't have people. Now, sometimes we like to be loners, and, and that's good for a while, but loneliness is not good for us because, remember, God created us to be in family. Relationships takes effort. They just do not happen. So what I'm saying is we need to seek to build deeper relationships within the body of Christ. There are three words that sort of rhyme in this eighth verse. He says, he uses the word care. Uh, a mom uh, nursing her baby. That's the picture Paul's painting. And then he talks about how they shared their lives. He says, we were pleased to share with you. See, when a mom is nursing her child, she is giving up a part of herself to that child. And that bond becomes even stronger because mom's willing to take care of that baby that way. The last word doesn't really rhyme, but it's dear. We'd have to say dare, but it's dear. He said, because you had become very dear to us. Paul loved his people, and he loved them very deeply. And so we're to treat each other as if everybody, and they do, has value. We don't devalue anybody. To dare to love, to show affection, hugs, handshakes, kind, caring words, loving looks, and most important, kind actions. Selfless acts, random acts of love for each other. Now, we're in the throes of this social distancing, as I've mentioned, and so it's very difficult to have an affectionate relationship with people right now within the church. But that doesn't mean we should not seek to do that, because that's vitally important. Remember, Love is something we do, not just something we say. Love is an action and always has been. The third and final tweak is this. We need to fine-tune our authenticity. In this verse 8, he says, We were delighted to share with you not only the gospel of God, that's one part of making a disciple, but our lives as well. Paul's saying authenticity happens. When the mask come off. Now I had to do it, guys. Uh, a lot of people are wearing masks these days. I had to say it. When the masks come off, authenticity happens. And here's what happens. Conversations get deeper. Hearts get more vulnerable. Lives are shared on a different level. And accountability is invited. That happens when we pull off our mask and we really really build a relationship with somebody that, where we know each other. And then disciples become brothers and sisters in Christ. Ed Rhodes, many, many of you who have been there a long time remember Ed. He's an older uh, Christian church, ordained Church of Christ preacher who came to us uh, to worship. Uh, he placed his membership. Ed was a vital part of this congregation for years. He was always telling Frank and myself that, that we needed to use brothers and sisters around here. You know, the Church of Christ, they're sticklers for fundamental things. And, and 
And he was always harping on us about brothers and sisters. And you know, the more I thought about that, maybe Ed had a point there. Maybe our relationships would grow deeper if we considered each other brothers and sisters more. Ruben Graninsky uh, said these words. He said, We can't simply cheer people on and give them our best wishes. We have to make room for them in our lives. So what I'm saying today is take down the walls. We have to build relationships. Take down the walls. When we make room for others, we discover the best of, of others and the best of ourselves. The story is told in this true story. Uh, Bear Bryant, who was that famous football coach at Alabama University, Gene Stallings was one of his assistant coaches. And Gene Stallings uh, started going to the FCA meetings, which is Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And he got a lot of the guys on the team to go. Well, Bear Bryant called him up one day uh, after Gene Stallings left there to be the head coach at, I believe, Texas A&M. Bear Bryant called him up. He said, Stallings, he said, the worst thing you have ever done to my team is to, to get them involved in that FCA. He said, these guys only want to hug and love on each other. They don't want to hit each other. He said, it's the worst thing you could have done. At the end of the season, which one, was one of the best seasons Bear Bryant had ever had, he called Stallings again and said, Stallings, I just want to say to you, your involvement in the FCA here was the best thing you ever did for our team. He said, these guys played as a unit all year. They cared for each other. They worked together as a team. And he says, I want to thank you for that. See, fellowship, relationship, all of that makes us better disciple makers. So here's what I'm saying today. Let's fine tune our relationships. Let's get involved with each other more and on a deeper level. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for loving us in Christ Jesus. We thank you that we are a part of your body, the church, and Lord, that uh, Jesus uh, is in our lives and we're in his. Lord, give us a heart for other people. Give us a heart for each other. As we learn to deepen our relationships, Lord, uh, bless us that we might become better disciple makers. Lord, I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <music>